This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. One hour left here on 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Shamari Block taking you up until 5 o'clock. We are about 24 hours away from the 49ers taking on the Chargers at, at uh, Levi's Stadium tomorrow on Sunday Night Football. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Going to put a bow on this Warriors conversation. We've really dug into it, Shamari, the last three hours. And the one thing we, we did not touch on, however, about the game last night was what the Warriors were wearing. They're wearing their new uh, limited edition rose colored jerseys or black and, black and then with and the rose at the bottom. Black and yellow. Yeah. Shout out Yeah, I'm sitting there watching last night and I'm like, oh, that jersey. Oh, God. And someone's like, it's it's to celebrate women's suffrage. I'm like, oh, well, you know, then okay. All right. It's cool. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'll put it like this, though. I'll put it like this. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, but in the pantheon of Warriors jerseys, right? It's at the bottom of the list. It's even below the, you know, those like New York Nick looking joints they was wearing last year, yeah. where it's like, oh, the war they're they're dressed like the Knicks. Yeah, it, it's it's even below that one. Like I, I would I would not cash out. Like I, not only would I not cash out the hundred and fifty bucks it cost a cop one. Like if if I'm at if I'm at Kohl's and it's on the sale rack for $20, I still probably walk past. Yeah, so the the backstory behind it, which Shamari is referring to, I think is really cool. It is really cool. Uh, Allison yeah. Human, who is a Filipino artist from Oakland, actually, of course, where, where you're from, Shamari, um, Bay Area artist, came up with this this idea. I believe back in 2021 is when they pitched it, had to put it on pause because you know pandemic-related stuff. But she has worked with Steph Curry in the past. She helped design um, some of the art and murals at the Boys and Girls Club in Richmond, California. She helped design Stephen Curry's uh, Steph, or Curry 8 shoe, which I think looks pretty cool. It's very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they, of course, enlisted her to create this you know, this uh, image for this jersey, which is centered upon the rose, which is faded out at the bottom, a little bit like the Giant City Edition jerseys in the way that there's a fade out at the bottom with that. (laughs) But the rose at the the center of the chest, it's supposed to represent women who change the game and lead fearlessly with the rose at the bottom. The jersey is symbolic of women who are champions of, of the community. So I understand the meaning behind it. I think it's cool. I think it's awesome that they enlisted a human in order to do this. She was at the game last night. I saw some fans rocking jerseys. I do think that on the players themselves with it tucked in and kind of the, the, the trickle-down rose at the bottom when it when it comes out of the, the, of the tuck jersey, it looks cool with the entire fit, but that doesn't mean I'd spend money on it. Yeah, and that's the thing is I appreciate the jersey and what it represents, right? It's just... 
The Warriors have hit so many home runs with the Bay jerseys when they brought back the Red TMC, like all the throwback, the city jerseys. When they changed the logo to be sort of a modernized version of the original city jerseys, right? The Warriors have been killing the jersey game so long as as Joe Lake with them if you've been running the show. They just have. And this one, in terms of just rockability, it's just, it, it's low. If for, for instance, the Miami Heat, I feel like, have had the worst jersey game at all whatsoever. <laughs> like, if the Miami Heat had something this good, it'd probably be their best jersey. But the Warriors have just set too much, too, the bar too high, man, to to have this jersey rank in the, the top of, of whatever. That is a good point. Also, another good point from, from the Xfinity Mobile text line. Feel free to text us, 888-957-9570. From the 415, much better than the other team's jerseys. And so maybe we're just comparing them you know, too much to the Warriors and what we assume that we're going to see, the, the fire each game. But no, I, I think the text line is right. You are right, too, compared to Miami, compared to, <laughs> compared to Charlotte's jerseys. Mm, yeah, no, uh, Miami has the worst. The worst I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of, of maybe Minnesota's. Uh, there's, there's a couple of cream-colored <laughs> jerseys out there that I'm not a huge fan of. These are all city additions that they're trying to you know introduce. Of course, the whole point is to sell money, or just probably sell jerseys, make money. But at the very least, the Warriors have some sort of message behind it. I would buy the jerseys from a symbolic sense, but I don't know if I'd be rocking it at a game. I'll put it like this. They're better than the Giants' fog-fading Golden Gate Bridge jerseys. So not just within the league. Within the Bay Area, it's still one of the better jerseys. But again, I'd say that, okay, the Niners just classic. The not the classic Niners, fire engine red, right? That's great. Those Color rush jerseys, the black ones for the Niners. I'm not a fan of those. So, oh, I, so I just say that you have I the Niners. Do like those. You have the Niners classic jersey, right? Then, like the next ten best jerseys are all Warriors jerseys. <laughs> and then, actually, no, I'm sorry. The, the Giants road, cre- the the cream road ones that say San Francisco on them. And then also, they don't wear these, but the the Giants like the 1980s orange V-neck kind of pullover style look. That is very very high in my book. Yeah, no, those are cool, um, and and I do like the Niners one as well. That allows to to transition into the big game tomorrow between the 49ers, who are four and four, coming off of a bye, as Hell well yeah. as the Los Angeles Chargers, who are five and three. Wait, wait, before we jump in, what's your favorite jersey? Like favorite Dubs jersey? I'm just curious. My favorite Warriors jersey is uh, the one that they rocked their last season when they were in Oakland. It's uh, the black ones that say the town. I, I, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Like I, I know that they wore the Oakland Warriors jerseys as an ode to kind of the the you know the We Believe team, but to me that that was just trying when you're in San Francisco to appease the East Bay oh, community who you left in the dust. Uh, so being an East Bay resident myself, I appreciate the the ode to the town. Uh, that would be my favorite. What about you? Yeah, the the, the run TMC ones, gold Warriors across the chest. Numbers right below that, like the ones they wore in like the late 80s, early 90s, man. And maybe it's because it's my childhood look, but that that's by far my favorite, like by, by a mile. Can't knock it. Can't knock it. Uh, the Oakland A's also getting some love on, on the Xfinity mobile text line. Okay. No, I, so. I do got it. You do got it. The, the green ones? Yes. The, that, Helly, that green. Helly greens, man. I baby. do love those, man. Yo, green's my favorite color. I, I like Relax. the gold ones. I, I like the gold <laughs> ones. Sterling Bennett's uh, he's, he's a big San Francisco guy in the back. Uh, speaking of which. Stop it! <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers 
now in Santa Clara, will play the Los <laughs> Angeles Chargers at Levi's Stadium. Uh, and they, re- they will be getting some players back, Shamari, this week. Obviously, they're, they're already a competitive team. I think before some of the injuries, people you know, were projecting them once they get guys back to be in the class of Philadelphia, Dallas, Minnesota, maybe maybe a tier below Philly, but along the rest of the contenders in the NFC, these are the guys that they're going to welcome back on Sunday night, tomorrow night, against the Chargers. Wide receiver, Debo Samuel. Fullback, Kyle Juszczyk. Wide receiver, uh, Juwan Jennings. Linebacker, Drake Greenlaw. Mm. Running back, Elijah Mitchell. Linebacker, Aziz Alshair. Defensive end, Jordan Willis. And offensive lineman, Colton McKivitz. That is eight Niners that will probably play that can contribute that will be back. Well, no, well, and one, of, one of those names is Colton McKivitt. So let's let's pray to God that Colton McKivitt is not set, does not set toe on the field unless it's special teams. But I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, not that Mike McGlinchey has been um, exactly stellar. But, True, but he's even worse he than McGlinchey. He's worse. He, he, actually, he actually apologized this week for being drafted ahead of Derwin James, who's of course going to be in town for the Chargers. <laughs> say it. Say I'm sorry, sir. He did. He did. <laughs> Uh, although a lot of people had fun at his expense for that. But but this is a big game, Shamari. This is a big game for both teams, and that's why I think all eyes, not only the fact it's on national television, but all eyes are going to be on this game, is because the Niners, as we were talking about before the show, they've beaten the Rams twice, who I've kind of done a 180 on based on where I thought they'd be at the beginning of the season until now. They have beaten the Carolina Panthers handedly, who... To be honest, you should beat. You don't get a lot of credit for that. Right, yeah. And then, you know, you're looking at a win over the Seahawks, which right now looks like a good win, although in Week 2, that's a different Seahawks team than it is now. So I'll be looking forward to see them playing again later on this year. That's when it's really going to come head-to-head. The Niners have a chance for, I believe, to be their first marquee win of the season, and especially because even though the Chargers are banged up, and we'll get into it, they're playing against the best quarterback, and they have a chance to get a win against the best quarterback this season, not named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, and it's also an opportunity to not get picked apart by a good quarterback, because let's just be honest, man, as the Niners' defense so far this season has been really good at beating up on marginal offenses, but the one time they faced an elite offense, they got destroyed, right? So what does that make you? That makes you a front runner, basically. And while there's no Keenan Allen and, you know, anybody for Justin Herbert to throw to, Justin Herbert by himself is still a force to be reckoned with. So you can learn a little bit. Here's the thing that I'm going to say. Here's the thing I'm going to say. On the schedule, on the remaining schedule, the Niners have, I'd say, two games, two games that will tell you something about them. That's against Miami. That's in, in, in Miami, by the way. And that's tomorrow against the Chargers. I believe Miami's at home. Is Miami at home? Yeah, because oh, they, well, they only okay, have two gotcha. road games the rest of the year. Oh, I know yeah. they have one neutral side game in Mexico City, but they're, they're well, basically at home. I was just home. Be hoping that I could go to Miami to watch the Niners on, in, in December. Well, we can still go to Miami and <laughs> watch the Niners. It just won't, just won't be in Miami. They won't be there. Let's go. No, you got two games against the Cardinals. You, you, you learn nothing against the Cardinals. They don't matter. The game against the Raiders, well, that's going to be fun beating the crap out of the Raiders. The Commanders <laughs> don't tell you anything. And I don't think that you can include uh, a game against the Seahawks, win or lose, because it's a division rival. And I just feel like when you want to learn something about a team, you, a division rivalry game, Shanahan and Pete Carroll have been playing each other twice a season for over half a decade. Right? I they know each other. I hate Pete Carroll. 
There's there's nothing to learn. Tomorrow, so tomorrow man. is one of the two games that you could actually learn something about this team. And so I'm I'm going to be very very tuned in to see why they do. Also, let, let's just be honest. Justin Herbert is out there by himself. He's it's him and Austin Eckler and first the world. And and the equivalent of Jawan Jennings and Richie James Jr. out there starting at receiver. Yeah, right now Based on last year, the Chargers are missing their top three wideouts. Keenan Allen's not going to play. Mike Williams is not going to play. Jalen Guyton tore his ACL earlier this season. Josh Palmer, second-year wide receiver, is going to be their number one target. They don't have their left tackle. He tore his bicep in week two. Joey Bosa, unfortunately, is not going to have a chance to play against his brother Nick. Wait, he's, Joey's not playing? No, he's been sidelined with a groin injury since early this season. So Holy he's probably crap. Wow. okay. Yeah, so he's not going to play for the Chargers. Uh, basically, it's Khalil Mack and Derwin James that you got to worry about on defense. Now, that is a lot to worry about. Don't get me wrong. But to me, the, the path... But not if that's all you have to worry about. There needs to be a third person in there to worry about. Otherwise, a good coach can scheme around two guys. Well, you do have to worry about two all-pros. I mean, the Niners right now probably... They, they have much better defenders overall, but uh, the all-pros I'm sure the Chargers are focused on would be Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Right. Halfanga is an all pro in development, and Traverius Ward has probably Relax. been one of the four best corners this season. Yeah, no, no. Ward, Mooney Ward's been very good. Yeah. So has Ufanga. Yeah. But uh, it's also, I mean, Ward also it got taken advantage of a little bit against another passing quarterback in Mahomes. <laughs> and. Hufanga is a second-year player. I, I like him a lot. I, I think he's he's been fantastic this year. I think I've he's, liked him ever since they they drafted that dude out of USC. And I I, I watched a bunch of USC, but I've seen him a few times. But I watch I watched his uh, I watched his tape there, if you will. And by tape, I mean you know like twenty minutes of highlights. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that dude, he knows how to be around the ball. Yeah, good, good nugget from the Xfinity Mobile text line. Asante Samuel Jr., you also got to worry about. That he's, is someone you got to worry corner. about. That, no, that, no. That, is, that is true on defense. He might be better than his pops, man, and his pops was with the Eagles back in the day. Ooh. Yeah, hey. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I can go that far. Asante Samuel Sr. was a beast. But th- this game, to me, it comes down to the number 10. Jimmy Garoppolo versus Justin Herbert. Now, oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone would tell you that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. But statistically this season he has played better than Justin Herbert. Like like that that but is But you realize that everywhere Jimmy Garoppolo throws a everyone Jimmy Garoppolo throws a pass to is a pro bowler. Like it's like, oh Kyle Hughescheck, dump off, pro bowler. Christian McCaffrey, dump off, pro bowler. Debo Samuel, pro bowler. Uh Joy, I, I'm just saying I Nope. I'm not. I'm not going to say. It pains me I to could, say, man. I could go out and throw passes to all these amazing playmakers. I'm not going to go that far. But that's why the Niners but acquired I, them. But right? if I got in shape, though, no, I'm joking. But 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 that's why the Niners. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a guy who can air the ball down the field. All right, we're just going to have an all pro at every position. We're going to get every player that can kill you within ten yards of the line of scrimmage and put them in the backfield, mm-hmm. like. And so that that you got to give them credit for that, and you got to give Jimmy Garoppolo credit for doing the one thing, the one thing, the only route that I see for the Chargers to win this game tomorrow is you win the turnover battle, and you force Jimmy Garoppolo into Jimmy Good God, from Jimmy Good to Jimmy Good God, and he's only turned the ball over four times this year, four interceptions to eleven touchdowns. He hasn't been amazing. But at the end of the day, you're looking at Justin Herbert, who's probably going to have to throw the ball 50 times. 
to a CFL guy, to an undrafted free agent, <laughs> right, uh, exactly. to, to, to Sterling Bennett back there in the studio. Exactly. He might be on the field tomorrow for the Chargers. Who knows? Hell yeah. J- Justin Herbert, yes, he's a better quarterback. He demands you defend every blade of grass on the field. But you also need a guy to get to every blade of grass on the, on the field, which he currently doesn't have. And then, and then also catch the ball once they get there. Yeah. I'll tell you this much. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell, one of the names that's coming back tomorrow is Elijah Mitchell. And because I do have him on one of, on two of my fantasy teams, I think. <laughs> and also because I think that this is the perfect game to do it. You got McCaffrey. You got Elijah Mitchell. You got Debo. I got Shanahan to run the ball 47 times or more and, and only throw it eight times. Like 55 plays, 47 rushes. 20, 20 by Mitchell, by the way, not because he's the best running back, because he's the most durable and also the he's most just coming back from an MCL person. Though, right? Yeah, I, I say you got another just throw right back into the fire. You got another fifteen by McCaffrey rushes, and then you got eight rushes by Debo. That's what I got tomorrow, and and, and I feel like that is a winning formula. Oh, I think it is too because the Chargers are giving up four point seven yards per carry. Like they are god awful at stopping the run. Um, no, no, no. I, I'm with you. Like as much as Debo Samuel and Jawan Jennings being wide receivers coming back to the offense this week, which they didn't have against the Rams before the bye, I, I, like I want to see the 49ers run the ball 45 times. Like I want them to make the Chargers stop them on the ground. Col- Colton McKivitz wants to see this also. Colton Col- <laughs> McKivitz wants to see the field. <laughs> Kyle Uzcheck, you're also getting back, and even though he's not going to maybe get carries or, or receptions. He's always around the football. George Kittle will be blocking. He's going to be around the football. Mm-hmm. They have guys back now, along with, of course, Trent Williams, who returned last week. They have the necessities to effectively run the football, and this is where I think we could see Kyle Shanahan get, basically give us a preview of what the playoffs could look like. I think the Chargers are a playoff team, and I think that on Sunday night, Kyle Shanahan will show you this is how we're going to play come December and January. We're going to run the rock. Yes, and that's wonderful. But Would if you rather you talk, have Jimmy G throw it 25 well, times? No, no. If you talk about a playoff team, and here's what you have to convince me. Yeah. If you're going to convince me that the Niners are contenders, you got to convince me that any elite quarterback can't just waltz into the stadium and throw for and do what Mahomes did. Because right now, I feel like Mahomes obviously can do that. I feel like Josh Allen would do that. I kind of feel like maybe Tua, it might not be to that degree. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tua could do that. I feel like if I feel like if Justin Herbert had one good receiver, he could do something like that. And just truth be told, I don't feel like Dak could do it. Okay, I mean, Dak, no. But I do kind of feel like while Jalen Hurts might not do it exactly like Mahomes did it. Yeah. Jalen Hurts would also put up a bunch of points on this team. He could. No, but and and that's I'm glad you brought this like up. Like the Geno Smiths of the world. Oh, we will hold Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins down every day of the week. Uh, Geno Smith's been pretty damn good this. He season. has, but you know he he's he's. But he's they're stoppable. also they're also a run first offense. Yeah. But I'm glad you brought up those quarterbacks because. Fortunately for the 49ers, and and this is honestly the reason why I do believe in them being a, a team that can make a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. All those quarterbacks you named outside of Hertz, who we're still not sure about because he's in his third year, are in the other conference. Like you're only going to have to beat one of them if you want to win a Super Bowl. 
Now, you will have to probably beat Mahomes or Allen. I think those are the guys that are going to be... If, well, you're gonna get, if you're going to get that ring, yeah. Well, unless we, unless we know what is going on with Josh Allen's elbow. He's got a UCL injury that's probably going to hold him out this weekend. And, and, of course, that's a baseball injury. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, he threw the ball 70 yards after that happened, man. I, I don't know that many human beings that can throw a ball 70 yards healthy. So, God, if, if he wasn't injured... So what? He wasn't injured. He could throw at ninety. Uh, yeah, but Doctor James Andrews on line one would tell you that uh, UCLs are not to be trifled with. Yeah. And yeah. the moment you lose that tendon, uh, you lose your arm. So they're going to be very careful with it. Mm-hmm. Re- regardless, the the point is that the the Niners are looking at the other teams in their conference. And as much as I'm kind of with you, I, I think there's a lot of questions still on on this roster. I think the defense. When it has the majority of its its pieces back, Eric Armstead still is going to be out. I think Kinlaw, Kinlaw's done, right? Kinlaw may not be done for the year, but he's not going to play on Sunday against the Chargers. Okay, I thought so. He'd so be you're a... down two starting defensive linemen, defensive tackles that are important on the interior, especially against the run. But the Chargers don't run the ball. They, that is true. They they can't run the ball. They 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 pass the ball more than most teams in the NFL. Now a lot of that's because they have fallen behind double digits basically the last month, and they've dug themselves out of deep holes. But the Niners, if you're looking at the rest of, you know, who you're going to have to face, right? Like probably Dallas, Mm -hmm. Philly, uh, Minnesota, uh, maybe Seattle. I mean, Tampa Bay is probably going to come out of the South. Yeah, Tampa Bay does not scare me (laughs) at all. all. Do any of those teams scare you? The Eagles do, because... I'm with you because Jalen Hurts, and here's the thing with Jalen Hurts is that he can he's a legitimate runner, and he's a legitimate passer. You know, he's not just oh, like Justin Herbert is getting a lot of credit, but he's still more of a runner who is kind of decent at throwing. Jalen Jalen Hurts can legitimately beat you with his arm. Wait, what? Legitimately beat you with his arm? Who? Jalen Hurts. But Herbert can't. No, I said I said Fields. I meant Fields. Oh, oh I'm sorry. gotcha. Okay, Justin yeah, I, I Fields got you. Yeah, Justin is Fields. getting a lot Roger of credit, that. but I'm like he's still he's still kind of a runner. That's that true. Can throw a little bit. Yeah, no, he he had the best game of his career, and he threw for like 170 <laughs> exactly, yards. Or something. Yeah. I ran for a buck ninety. No, 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 Kaepernick, those, But see, that's the thing. Those those fantasy numbers. The fantasy numbers was lit, but the actual numbers, if you're evaluating, it wasn't that great. But but Justin Fields, I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts, week yeah. in and week out, looks like a guy guy. He, he does, but also he has had one game of playoff experience, and I, I think that does matter. I'm not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is, is a better quarterback. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in a one-game playoff, the Niners, I think, have a roster that can combat Philadelphia. I don't know if they can beat them because they'll probably have to go on the road. I think that'll that'll make a difference, too. And you'd be in there with the Philadelphians, with the yelling, and we hate Santa Claus, and and batteries in the snow. That's more Boston than Philly. I get that. But that's, I only got one East Coast accent, okay? Yeah, they're it both, sounds, they're it both sounds angry, angry and it's yeah, and they say, yeah, yeah pack the car. Yeah, pack the car. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all pissed off at teams that win. It, it makes no sense. Exactly. But I do think that Philadelphia – they're also going to have a bye in all probability. They're mm-hmm. going to get the one seed, so they're going to be maybe a little bit fresher. It, who knows? I mean, you would have to play them. The Niners would probably in the conference title game, so they got to get there first. We're not. We're not going to. You know, uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves. The game this weekend, though, to me is a win is big for both sides because the Chargers have been kind of 
crawling to the finish line in three of their last four wins, whereas the Niners, it, it looked like things were, were kind of going sideways before you got back on track. You got a get-right game against the Los Angeles Rams, but you also don't get to play the Rams for the rest of the season, and that's been the team that has gotten you right each of the now past two years. See, I, I feel I feel this. I feel like, and I know we got to get to a break. Thank you. Uh, if the Chargers lose, mm-hmm. it's like, well, we don't got half our guys. If the Niners lose, it's like, oh, wow, they came in here and beat us with one hand tied behind their back. Yeah. It's a it's a bad look for the Niners to lose tomorrow in, in our building. Well, that that's probably why the Niners are seven-point favorites at home with that continuing to climb in favor of the Niners. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side, taking your calls, 888-957-9570. Do you think this game is important for the 49ers? I think it is. I think it might be their biggest win of this season if they can defeat the Chargers, who, as Shamari said, have a arm tied behind their back. We'll see, man. But either way, we got one more half hour to talk about it, and we would love to hear from you. Evan Giddings and Shamari Block back on a Saturday here on 95.7 Game after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. One half hour left here. Evan getting Shamari Block taking you up until 5 o'clock here on a Saturday. Appreciate you tuning in for the last four hours. We've gotten into a lot of Warrior stuff, Shamari. We're now digging into football. Before we go any further, though, I just I just want to shout out my high school. I I, I grew up in El Cerrito, went to St. Mary's College High School, and I've I've been kind of following along with their football team this year. They are ten and zero, and they are currently playing in the first round 
of the playoffs against Arcata. I do not have the live stream up on the game, so I do not know the score, but I just want to give a shout-out to the Panthers, the first undefeated football team, to my knowledge, uh, in my school's history. So I want to just want to wish the Panthers the best of luck as they wrap up their playoff game. Yeah, now, now they're like 12 undefeated seasons away. <laughs> from, De, from from De La Salle's record, man, you're you're on your way. You guys are on your way, Evan. Slowly but surely. <laughs> um, no, we we actually, I think when I graduated, there there was a couple of guys that played uh, Division One football or subdivision one football. One mm-hmm. of which actually played alongside Trey Lance at North Dakota State uh, when I worked there in Fargo, North Dakota. So really, okay, yeah, yeah it was kind of cool. I just showed up one day and you know was there to to cover the football team. I was new to the new to the market, obviously in Fargo, and. Saw, I think it's okay to say his name, Aaron Mercadell uh, out of Oakland. Went to St. Mary's College High School as a freshman when I was a senior. Saw him on the roster. was like, oh, man, like this is pretty cool. So, you know, our football team's trying to do what they can. They're 10-0. and uh, They're playing Arcata right now. But the 49ers, Shamari, are going to be taking on the Chargers tomorrow on Sunday Night Football. And if, if I had to, to ask you, we talked about all the guys who've come back from injury, maybe some of the guys that are still missing – Eric Armstead is not going to be available. Javon Kinlaw is not going to be available. They'll get Debo back. They'll get Juszczyk. They'll get a couple guys back. Who do you think would be like the most impactful of the either the former injured or the currently injured on the 49ers? Who, who do you think makes the most impact? Get, I'm going to surprise you, okay? Now, now, honestly, first things first, I don't include Debo as injured because he missed one game. Mm-hmm. He's been He's been here except for last week, right? So I don't include him as the injured. Obviously, he's the most impactful guy that's coming back. Now, I would probably say Dre Greenlaw because of what he represents to that defense in the linebacking core. But I feel that the biggest impact person they could get back would be getting back Armstead and Kinlaw. That yeah. would be the most impact you. So I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. I feel like the biggest impact player that's coming back is going to be Elijah Mitchell because he can spell Kish Christian McCaffrey. So Christian, we don't listen. I, I know Christian McCaffrey did everything last game. You don't want Christian McCaffrey being exposed to that much potential damage. And Elijah Mitchell, unlike, you know, who was that? Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason back in about like Elijah Mitchell's a guy that Shanahan can put in, and is he going to do as well as McCaffrey? Probably not, but he's going to do pretty damn well, and you can spell Christian McCaffrey, and you can take some of the pressure off of him, which to me leads to Shanahan's penchant over since he's been with the Niners of trying to run the ball 30-something times a game. I think we're going to see 30-plus rushes tomorrow, and I think that it's going to be a large part because because Elijah Mitchell's going to be there to get 15 to 20 of them. Yeah, Mitchell's coming back off of IR. Aziz Al-Shair coming back off of IR, another linebacker who Dre Greenlaw, I believe, was actually filling in for like on the on the weak side of that will position. Mm-hmm. The other guy, of course, who went down earlier this week, we, we haven't mentioned him, but I, I do want to get his name in, is, of course, Jason Barrett, who tore his Achilles in God, practice, yeah. the guy who just like cannot catch a break. I know we talk about what ifs in sports, oh. but and and not to say Jason Verrett is going to be Deion Sanders if he if he doesn't tear two ACLs and he, two Achilles. He was an All Pro caliber guy though before all the injuries. And he was so, a former yeah. Charger, so I'm sure yeah. this weekend would have been would have been special for him to play against his former team. Also, he's he's not from Vallejo; he's from Fairfield. Fairfield. He's, from, he's from he's from the 707. So you know, I got to give my 707 love. And I think he went to Santa Rosa City College too. So he's you know he's kind of a local guy. He's from Northern California. And it just feels so bad for him. I, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if he would have been, uh, you know, a Darrell Revis, but 
I, I like I can't think of a different player that has had a worse injury luck across most sports than him. Like even going back to his senior year at TCU, he has had eight of his last ten football seasons finish in injury. Like it's so I just I just feel bad for the guy. I wanted to shout him out. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, Emmanuel Mosley, I don't believe is coming back, or at least he's, he's done for the year. Yeah, towards yeah. ACL. So you got Mooney Ward. And now it's Ambry Thomas. It'll probably be Diamador Lenore on Diamador the outside. Lenore, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it would have been nice to have him instead of Diamador Lenore. And, and, and this is why I Nothing think... Nothing against Diamador Lenore. Yeah, yeah former Duck, fifth round pick. Uh, I think that th- this is why... Although I, I'm with you, the game is is a should win more than a must win for the, for the 40... Well, I guess... They're the one of the same, but they they should beat the Chargers based on how many guys Los Angeles is missing, how many guys the Niners are getting back, and just stylistically how they match up. The Niners love to run the football. The Chargers can't stop the run or haven't stopped the run up until this point this season. The Niners on defense do not play the run very well. They're good against the pass, or they have been. The Chargers don't really run the football that They're much. They're going to get the pass. pass as long as Mahomes isn't throwing the football. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, but saying. the Chargers also haven't put up as many points as the Chiefs have done this year. I think they, they average just about as many as the Niners. It's like 22 to 23 or something. So, like, statistically, the Niners have a big advantage. That's why they're they're a touchdown favorite at home, right? But I do think, and this is where I'll be, I'll be looking to, to kind of take some notes and, and just observe the 49ers against the Chargers. Last week, to me, was the perfect introduction for McCaffrey. He got about 30 touches because he didn't have to share the ball. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel wasn't out on the field. This week, Debo will be back. Juszczyk will be back. Mitchell will be back. This, to me, is now a great introduction for the Niners' defense against a top-tier passer like Justin Herbert because he doesn't have his weapons. He's been a little banged up. He's got the rib cartilage issue. But you're, at some point, probably going to have to beat an A-list quarterback if you want to win a Super Bowl. So I want to see what the pass defense can do against maybe the second or third string guys, and that'll give me a better idea of how I want to project this Niners defense going up against some of the better signal callers in the league like you mentioned last second. But it'd still be difficult because <laughs> because as, as outstanding as Justin Herbert is, him throwing to God knows who – is not the same as Josh Allen throwing to Stephon Diggs. It's and, and I'm gonna say I, I feel like Justin Herbert is on the same tier, on the same plane of of awesomeness as Josh Allen. But Josh Allen can throw to Stephon Diggs virtually anytime he wants to. So it, it's still this isn't gonna be a test for the defense at all. And I don't really think it shouldn't be a huge test for the offense. But it is going to be the first time for the Niners to get it done when handle their business when they should because they should have handled their business against the Bears. They didn't. They should have handled their business against the Falcons. They didn't. We all know what happened against the against the, the Chiefs, but they handled their business against the, the the Rams twice, and they handled their business against the Seahawks once. But again. Division games are division games. You know, they just, they don't, it's not that they don't hold as much weight. They count like a win just like any other game counts as a win. But a division game doesn't tell you anything because there's familiarity and the, the players all know each other. The coaches have been scheming against each other twice. You know what I'm saying? So there's less to learn about a team in a division game. So this is going to be the first time Shanahan 
Jimmy. Especially you, Jimmy. I'm talking to you. I know you're listening, Jimmy. Listen to me. Come on. Get it down on that. Get it done. Get it done tomorrow, okay? Just get it done. This is a get it done game right here. I'm with you. It should be. But this is also why I'm paying attention. Like, they, they should take advantage of the Chargers. They, I mean, they should take advantage of Herbert, not having yeah, his, not exactly. having Keenan Allen or Mike Williams out there. But this yeah. is the thing. If, but if you can't, and if Herbert looks good, then my eyebrows are going to raise a little bit. Even if you win the game, mm-hmm. Herbert throws for 350, 65% completion, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Even if you win the game, I'm going to look at you and say, maybe this pass defense isn't what I thought it was. And that's that's and again it's it's okay we can shut down so it's not the Justin biggest Fields. test yeah no we can shut down Justin Fields but also who 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 shuts down Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs nobody who shuts down Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey I, well the the Titans did to <laughs> listen the Titans they they did they win yeah they won and they, they won in large part the Colts Derrick the Henry. Colts the Colts did the <laughs> The Colts did. See, DeForest Buckner. Again, should have never let DeForest Buckner go, Evan. See, I'm going to take every opportunity ever, ever for the rest of my life to just say, talk about how they never should have let Buckner go. Why did they take this stuff out of proportion? Uh, (laughs) By the way, I think the Colts just fired their head coach. They did. They did. And then they hired, what was his name? Jeff Uh, Saturday. Yeah, Jeff Saturday, man. Yo, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. You're my boy. The Colts are the most... They're the most interesting team in the NFL right now, okay? Because they just did the weirdest thing possible. Usually, if you're going to be a coach, a head coach, you would have, you know, like you you should have coached at some point. I remember I was listening to Jeff Saturday at a press conference, a clip of him at the press conference. He said, yeah, well, you know, all these years while I was doing television, I was, you know, and I was like, oh, well, hey, who'd be a good coach tire? Who'd be a good player to, to you know, evaluate? And mm. I'm like, oh, my God, me too. I've been doing the same thing for the past four years. So, yeah, yeah, Jeff Saturday, that uh, you, you're totally ready. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, best I, of luck. <laughs> I'm like one of the – Evan, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, okay? You might not know this about me, okay? I'm one of the all-time greatest play callers in John Madden football history, man, okay? Which one? Like you know, the, the John Madden. There's there's a few. I honestly don't play that many video games. So I haven't I've played Madden regularly in over a decade, honestly. Okay. But but when I played, okay, but when like, you I, play, I tell you, when, when I played, I, I I would call the play, and I wouldn't even like deviate. Like I would just you know like th- there's a way where you can the the computer would dictate what you do on a play. Like I would call plays so dope, I wouldn't even have to deviate or take over players to do anything. I would just throw the pass and it go to. So I'm just saying, I too, Jeff Saturday, have been thinking about being head coach for a long time. That is a great question from the Xfinity Mobile text line. If you got any messages, any calls, get them in now. 15 minutes left in the show. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy from the five one zero. Is Jeff Saturday their version of Jim Tom Sula? I hope not. That, I'm going to say this about Jim Tom Sula. Is that Jim Tom Sula was a hell of a defensive line coach. Yeah. I, I don't know that Jeff Saturday can coach anything. And Jeff Saturday was a hell of a center. line man. Yeah, he was he was a center. He's 
He's had he's had the, the those cheeks have been graced by the hands of the greatest. I think he I know he's with Manny. <laughs> yes, that's true. And, and I, I think he, and I think that. he was with uh with, with Rogers, right? Oh, uh, Jeff Saturday. He's uh, had, he's had some great hands between those cheeks, but you know, I don't know what that does for your your coaching acumen. But hey. Well, I mean, he, he's got relations, obviously, in Indy. That that was, yeah, he did play for Green Bay his last season in 2012, was a pro that bowler. Was, yeah. Hey. So he, he's been under center for, for, for some greats. Yeah, no, they've been under him. But <laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. For shizzle. I, no, I, no, I, 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 I love can't it. Resist. We need this kind of energy. <laughs> but oh, no, God. you know, I, I like it, though. I, 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 I'm going to watch every opportunity to watch a Colts. I'm going to watch because it's either going to be a train wreck or it's going to be a miracle. Like, there's there's no in-between here, Evan. If he's not going to go out and nobody's – and it's not going to be – oh, okay, well, he was okay. That's not going to happen. This is going to be a train wreck, which is entertaining to watch, or it's going to be a miracle, which is also entertaining to watch. Man, tune into the Colts. Obviously, watch the Niners first, and, and of always – and as always, make sure you tune in 95.7 The Game to listen to all your dubs action. But after that, after you tune into those two things – then tune in and watch the Colts every opportunity to get. Yeah, we, we occasionally got them on Westwood 1 here on 95-7 the game. They're taking on the Raiders this weekend, so I'm sure a lot of Bay Area fans will be watching uh, should they still be following the Raiders. All right, so l- looking at the Niners schedule, though, so the Chargers, then you go on the road to Arizona. Well, not on the road. That's going to be on Monday night, November 21st, down in Mexico City. Then you got three straight home games, New Orleans, Miami, Tampa, on the road against Seattle, Week 15, on a Thursday night. Coming back home for a Saturday tilt week 16 against Washington on the road New Year's Day against Las Vegas and wrapping up at home week 18, January 8th with Arizona. This Niners schedule, which at the beginning of the season I thought looked pretty difficult, Mm -hmm. is now looking a lot softer than I think many anticipated, especially with how many home games you have. I mean, even though Arizona's had their number in the past, to me, the, the Niners should at least win one of those games. And they, prob- they probably should win both. N- New Orleans doesn't scare me, Shamari. Miami does, but they also don't play any defense. They do, but but the speed of Tyreek Hill, that, that's one-of-a-kind speed. Yeah, they, it is. They, they have the best receiving core in football, I'd say. Like a stallion. But that schedule is soft. It, it's easy. It, 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 listen, there are nine games left, right? I would say that if if I would say that a good, not even an outstanding great, like a, a team that's that, that's going to make the playoffs and not get bounced in the first round, right? That caliber team goes six and three down the stretch. I would say that. I'm not saying the Niners are going to do that, but I'm saying a team that goes to the playoffs and wins a game goes six and three in the stretch of games. These last nine, so that would put them at ten and seven. Six and three the rest of the way, yeah. which is exactly what they were last year. Mm-hmm. Now I, I don't, I don't think it's going to come down to a season finale like it did last year, needing to beat <laughs> yeah, the Rams. I, I, yeah, but then again, you know, Seattle looks like a pretty real team, number one in the NFC West. And Niners might have to be a wild card team, might have to hit on the road in the first week of the postseason. Then we're looking like to, to me, I, I would expect more from this current version of the Niners than last year. I, I, I don't. It's hard to say. All right, immediately go seven and two, mm-hmm. but this team feels better than last year's team to me. But this team last this team last season was three and five eight games in. So they went. What was that? They went 
seven and two down the stretch. Seven and two, rest of the way down yeah. the stretch. So they, games. so they actually did better than what I'm predicting you need to do to be a playoff team. Well, this that's team that's also, why I, th- I think this team should expect to have eleven wins at the end of the season. They also did it against a Rams team that won it all. They also did it against oh who they played. They played a Dallas and then Green Bay. Yeah, no, the, that the the that seven and two stretch was way more difficult than oh, what they're looking the at right season. now. Last season, oh yeah. Well, so yeah, the Rams, Jaguars are a win. Uh, Minnesota is not as good as they were last year. <laughs> uh, Seattle was a loss. Cincinnati, I guess yeah, that was a that was a gutsy win in overtime Girl. against oh, a team yeah. that oh, yeah. made the oh, Super yeah. Bowl. A- Atlanta, Atlanta wasn't good last year. Yeah. Tennessee was good last year, but that was a bad loss on that Thursday was horrible. night. Yeah, that was Derrick Henry running all over the place. Well, and and that's that's maybe the difference. And I I I would expect the same thing same thing this season. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. That's the question this year. Can they beat the teams they're supposed to beat? That starts tomorrow night against the Chargers. They should beat the Chargers. We're all in agreement, I think. They should. And and again, it's kind of funny because after the Chiefs lost, I feel like everybody was like, oh, my God, they suck. And then they beat the crud out of the Rams, and they did beat the crud out of the Rams. And suddenly, literally seven days later, everyone goes from they stink to they've arrived. And I'm still – I've always been on the same hype that they're just, okay – they aight. They aight. Like, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't know that they're going to be major factors in the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. They're not They're not one of the best teams in the, in the NFC, even when you consider the low standard of being one of the best teams the NFC is. Well, so but, but they where, are a playoff team. Where do you see them then? I mean, we, we haven't had this conversation. They are a playoff team. Like, that. that's it. Like, that. that's all you can say about them. They're a playoff team. Are they a maybe – yeah. I'm not ready to say that they're a NFC title contender. They're definitely not a Super Bowl contender. That all, all four of the top four teams in the AFC demolished them. So, so it's based, a demolition. But they don't have to play the AFC in the playoffs. It's, but they it, will in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying. So they're not Super Bowl contenders by virtue of if they have to play one of the four best teams in the AFC, they get demolished. But by being in the Super Bowl, wouldn't you be a contender? Even if you even if you lose. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But yeah. I'm just saying that that I'm ready to say they're a playoff team. I am not ready to say that they are an NFC contender. Yeah. But I might be ready to say that at some point. I would be surprised if the if Super Bowl contender came out about a mouth concerning this team at any point. So they could lose first round of the playoffs. They could also win the Super Bowl, or are they like you're they capping them? First, at the... They could lose first round of the playoffs, or they might lose in the NFC title game. Like that's what I mean by playoff team. They're going to be in the playoffs. I don't see them going to the Super Bowl right now. And if they do go to the Super Bowl, I do not see them winning against any of the top four teams. And I'm talking obviously the Chiefs, obviously, obviously the Bills, but I'm saying the the Dolphins and the Ravens also. Those no are all chance. in the other conference, though. But that's what I'm saying, though. But but okay. you're going to be playing one of those teams in the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl contender out the window altogether. NFC contender, I'm going to withhold judgment. Okay. Well, De- we, Definite playoff team. Does that make got, sense? Yeah. We, okay. I got you. We, we only got 20 seconds here. I, I believe that with Christian McCaffrey now on this team, you have to make the conference title game. You, you have to win one or two games in the play, probably two games. You got to win two games in the playoffs. Like that's the expectation for this team now, because you got arguably the most dynamic running back in football. That's also all, the most dynamic tight end and the, one of the most dynamic receivers. That is uh, <laughs> that that is TBD. Yeah. Uh, but we'll hold that and 
turn it around uh, tomorrow. A lot of good coming up. Kyle Madsen and Alan Styles have your first pregame show, 1 to 3 o'clock, and then pregame show from the Hilton with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal before uh, Warriors take on the Kings tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, pardon me, at 5 o'clock, pregame coming on. And then, of course, J.D., John Dickinson will have your postgame coverage on Warriors wrap-up. Uh, but uh, we are going to be having all eyes on Levi's as well as here on the station on the Warriors taking on the Kings. A lot of football, a lot of basketball tomorrow. Do not miss it starting at 1 o'clock with Kyle Matson and Alan Styles, and the Warriors coming on 6 o'clock tip, 5 o'clock pregame. You've been listening to Evan Giddings and Shamari Block here on 95.7 The Game. Enjoy your Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.